It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. A Louisiana man rescued a $200,000 lottery ticket from the trash. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. And it's brought to you in part by R&R RV. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. And the Spokane Boat Show. Boys, uh, Slim had his stories in the Six Truths One Lie, and one of the true stories was a you know a guy who got bought a five dollar lottery ticket and was able to get home with the money he won from it because it was like a hundred bucks or something. And on the text line, Jackie said she was in Nevada a few days before Christmas and heard a bunch of screaming from a guy who had purchased a lottery ticket from a lotto machine and had just won half a million dollars. What? Half a million dollars. On like a scratch-off ticket? Yeah. Dang. That's unbelievable. Like, what would your reaction be? Would you be the screaming guy, or would you be the guy who would be, like, not trying to draw attention to yourself and, you know, try to keep it quiet? Yeah, I'm not the screaming guy. I don't think I'm screaming either. Uh-uh. I, I, I think I you'd be in shock, the, but not... For sure. And I would be excited to anybody with me or whatever, but I'm not drawing attention to myself. <laughs> I feel like it would be... For me, I think I would be the guy who felt like you just, you know, snuck a cook, the last cookie out of the cookie jar where you're like, let's get out of here. Don't tell anybody. Let's find out from the... Well, let's find out from the clerk who we call. And let's go. Quick, get in the car. I've, I have a real dislike for the screaming... Uh, when you win, because because of the casino, mm-hmm. there are times where you hear, hear somebody screaming. Yes, and you're like, "Oh, okay. Wonder what happened." Does it sound like uh, that dog Slim played earlier in the audio he, vault? Not like they need help okay, screaming. Yeah. Like excited scream. They're gotcha. very pumped up. They're like, yeah. <laughs> "That's a dog. That's not in pain." Oh my. Yeah, again, oh, that's a dog that learned that sound horrible. because it was getting, believe it or not, it got its owner's attention. Wow. And now it loves doing it because it gets the owner's attention. Yeah, that's now the only sound it makes. It doesn't bark anymore. It just does that. Congrats. Well, well I hope the no one news. ever rings the doorbell. And say, oh, good Jay. news, that owner <laughs> will be deaf within a year and will not have to hear that anymore. I, Kevin, just imagine, like, you know, you guys are, well, Slim, you get this once in a while. We're on the air and... Somebody rings your doorbell and Jovi starts barking. Oh. Imagine that in the background. Well, that would be it. I would actually take my door off. <laughs> Disconnect the doorbell. Yeah. Don't have any way of making noise. And yeah, I'm always just the put guy. Padding, put padding on the front of the door so when you knock, it doesn't make any sounds. It's right? just like hitting a pillow. Uh, guys, what's the most loved part of, most beloved part of winter? Christmas. Oh, good call. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you, Christmas, I don't think was allowed to be in the survey because it's more things that are not quite as great as Christmas, if that makes sense. Christmas Eve? (laughs) (laughs) New Year's Eve? Okay. I mean, we Uh, take it all holidays out. Not actual holidays. Yeah, more like things, like things that you can actually Hmm. enjoy. Oh, yes, fireplace. You just won. Oh, wow. Is it hot chocolate? You won the game. Nice. Oh. A, a survey of Americans came back saying sipping on some hot chocolate was the best thing of winter. Beating okay. out, seeing the first snowfall, and warming up by the fire. Those were number two and number three. Also uh, in the top five. By the way, five, Kevin, it's currently snowfalling 
in my neck of the woods. Just a heads up for everyone who hasn't gone outside yet. Well, there you go. Okay. Uh, also on the list, building a snowman, baking winter treats, skiing and snowboarding, mm-hmm. and going ice skating were all things that made the list. Cool. Of That's, the most beloved list. parts of winter. I mean, the sipping on a hot chocolate is a definite attitude adjustment. It's hard to be in a bad mood when you're sipping on a you know nice steaming hot cup of hot chocolate. And see, and I'm thinking, I'm picturing it with snow outside, how it is now, where there's snow on the ground, yeah, and you've got the hot chocolate. That that's how I'm picturing that that hot chocolate moment. Yeah, you put the first, the top three together, yeah. sipping on some hot chocolate during the first snowfall <laughs> while warming up by the fire. Yeah. Oh man, that's the perfect uh, scenario. Yeah. That is every movie. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. what you do to enjoy winter. And then get cold when you go out and build a snowman. Yes. And then come back in and do it all over again. And bake some winter treats. I don't enjoy baking winter treats as much as eating them. Yeah. You know what, Kev? There's two great parts of it. And neither of them, for me, are the baking. But it's the smell while they're baking and then oh, yeah, yes. the eating, oh, the enjoying. Oh, the smell is very, very... I-, I like doing it for a while. But then it's like, oh, I kind of got tiring. Oh, my wife made I'm chocolate chip cookies during game night last night. So, like, during the last oh, 20 minutes man. of happy hour game night on Facebook, that's all I was smelling. And I was just like, well, that's unfair. Because now I'm stuck here. I'm in front of the computer. I can't get up and go get one of those. You know, it's when they're warm, obviously, that's when they're the best. Uh, I have an amazing story of a photo bomb that you guys will not believe. Story number two. A photo bomb we will the, not believe. Do you have any fun photo bombs that have happened to you guys? Or any of your... Man, KJ, I'm trying to think of a good one. I don't know that I have one in my personal catalog of pictures. I think my favorite ones are when people get not a person who photo bombs on purpose, but yeah, something exactly. really random yeah. happens in the background. Yeah, those Occasionally, are the, the on-purpose ones will be funny, but... They're they're more of a rare occasion, I think, yeah. where yeah. it's the one where just something was going on in the background of the picture and you didn't realize it. And you're like, OK, that's hilarious. Uh, that person is doing whatever in the back of my picture. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Those are great. That's what happened with this. A, a woman was OK. She was visiting. And in New York City, an exhibit about the Beatles. Okay. Okay. So she's there. She's visiting the exhibit about the Beatles. She's a huge Beatles fan. She's there. Of course, she takes some pictures uh, of her and one of the exhibits of the Beatles. And then when she gets home, this is, I don't know, a month later, she's looking through her pictures, looking at all the stuff. And she had already looked at all the pictures, but, you know, she was looking closer at the pictures. And she's like, what? You've got to be kidding me. In the background of her picture of the Beatles exhibit, standing there at the exhibit behind her was Paul McCartney. <laughs> no. For real? Yeah. It's real. He was at his own exhibit? He was there. He was there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. How, how ridiculous is that? She's Paul 100% sure it was Paul McCartney. Yeah, 100% wow. sure. It was confirmed later okay. that Paul McCartney was there doing stuff that day, and she just didn't even realize it until later when she saw the pictures 
that Paul McCartney was in her picture <laughs> in the, the photobomb in the back. Of the Beatles exhibit. That yeah. is wild. Would that make you, would you be excited by the discovery or angry that you didn't know he was uh, there? That's a great question, Jay. Because, yeah, the fact you missed actually seeing him. But here's the deal. Actually seeing him, that story does, la- like, it does last. We've all probably bumped into someone super famous and you go, that was such a cool moment. Right. But it slowly goes away as your memory fades. Yeah. That picture never, you always have that solid picture to remember it. And, and a great story that, yeah, I didn't even know he was there. Didn't find out till a month yeah. later when I was looking closely at the picture and realized, oh, there is one of the actual Beatles. Yeah, and I think as much as you're bummed out that you didn't, talk to him or whatever the story i think does just last longer yeah, and right. is better the way oh, this way sure. where yeah it's yeah. just a you know a photo bomb of him in the background is I, I he like waving that. or anything oh uh, no no he's not that would be the ultimate it was like there was a the, the, <laughs> there's the family last week that had the photo bomb at their wedding of dave Chappelle. they were oh, getting, i didn't see this one they were getting family pictures taken this one actually made me laugh they were getting their like wedding pictures taken and he is walking by and realizes he's in the background and leans in so he's in between the couple and he waves while smiling. And so they have a wedding picture of the two of them like looking at each other, romantic. And Dave Chappelle is in the middle of them in the background awesome. waving at the camera. And I thought, that's a good photo bomb. It's like it's so obvious you don't know how they didn't see it. And totally. I guess they're probably just, you know, doing the thing where they're like, okay, look into each other's eyes and now well, we're sure, going to, you yeah. know. Yeah. You're doing wedding photos. You're not going to see, nor are you expecting Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle to be to walking by. Yeah, like that's not. You're yeah. in the moment. You're lost in the moment sure. with your, you know, bride and groom together. No, you don't see that. That that's hilarious. Well done by Dave Chappelle yeah, too, for sure. Yeah. Story number three. Finally, today we end on this note as we've been talking about cooking and eating. I'll mix these two things together. Today is National Chocolate Cake Day. It's a day to celebrate. Get yourself a chocolate cake. Eat it up. And then follow up with this. Today is also Sir Thomas Crapper Day. It was the day that the toilet was invented. 1836. Thank you, sir, for inventing something that means so much to all of us on a daily basis. He truly is an American hero. Well, he was actually from England. Yeah, he's knighted. He's a sir. That's true, yeah. Sir Thomas Crapper. Actually, you know what? It's funny. They don't say sir any, in any of these stories anymore. Really? I just think I, a long time ago, read that his name was Sir Thomas Crapper, and I still say sir, but it does not, uh, in any of these stories the last few years, never says Sir Thomas. Really? Wow. So you just made it up. I don't know if I made. Why would I? I would not have made that up. It must have at some point they must have called him Sir Thomas. Also, just think if we all said, you know, hey, I, I got to go to the Thomas. Yeah, you're you're kind of right. Well, and it's yeah, it doesn't make sense. I got to go to the Thomas. <laughs> it's just okay. not nearly. Would a lot of people then go. be named Crapper? I think so. Like, I think Thomas wouldn't be popular. Yeah, but well, of course would. not. I'm yeah. looking at. Thomas Crapper myths. Let's see if this one is real or, or not. There's so many. They, they give you the myth, and then they tell you whether it's true or false. Oh, okay. One of the myths. He was knighted, becoming Sir Thomas Crapper. 
Another popular myth is that Thomas Crapper's plumbing work was so admired by the royal family that he was knighted by Queen Victoria. He is sometimes even referred to as Sir Thomas Crapper. Is that true or false? Boys, your guesses? Oh, wow. I, you know, based on Kevin's current story, I'm going to say false. Guys, the reality, no, he wasn't. He ended oh. his days as plain Mr. Crapper, <laughs> but it is easy to understand how the misunderstanding has arisen because he did many dealings with royalty. Okay. In the late 1880s, the Prince of Wales asked him to install the lavatories and drains at Sandringham House. Mm. This royal commission gave him the right to display at his Marlborough Works in Chelsea an eye-catching royal crest painted blue, red, and gold, and the words, by appointment. So... He did just pass as Mr. Crapper, but he did a lot of royal work, and that's how so it's going to end for him. He is not he actually Sir Tr- Thomas Crapper. Well, I will have to edit this story for next time around when we <laughs> celebrate his, you know, his big day and make sure we get it right. Check back with us January 27th, 2022. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. I take them and I divide them into little Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. You count, do you count them? Kevin James. Or just pour them, oh, by I the way. I count them, my you man. You count them. Yeah, 28 nuts. <laughs> Thanks, my man. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. It's a listener letter. You wrote it down. We picked it up and we're reading it now. Gonna find out if we can help at all. And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls. It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. So let's get to it. No need to wait. It's a listener letter, don't you know? And we're reading it here on the Jane Kevin Show. All right, Kevin, what do we have today? Good morning, guys. I'm not sure what I should do with the work situation. I haven't really been in my office for a while, and I'm just getting back to work. Before all of this... My boss, another coworker, and I were kind of close. Since I've been back in my office, I've been treated way different, not included in conversations, whispered conversations when it's just me and nobody else is around. I've also noticed that the other coworker spends a lot of time in my boss's office and leaves her front desk unattended, which puts myself and another coworker in a bind. If we're in the middle of doing something, we have to stop and go take care of the front desk. This isn't just an every now and again thing. She's in there multiple times throughout the day for long periods of time. My dilemma is, do I say something to my boss's boss, mention it, and ask to be confidential? It's super frustrating. What should I do? Jolene. Wow. Lots of layers there, I feel like. 4410999 is the phone number. Text line's 4348623. Or you can comment on our Facebook page, Jay and Kevin Show. My first thing is just like, yo, Jolene, now you see how everyone else felt. When it was the three of you? Yeah, I like how it's, hey, here's the deal. When it was the three of us, things were great and everything was fine. Forget about the rest of the people who probably thought what I'm about to tell you, which is, now that I'm on the outside circle, I'm really ticked off. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, everyone else was sending the same emails, I'm sure, when it was the three of you. Yeah, it's, but it's a bummer being cut out of the circle. Yeah, now, so now, you you're, think out, now that, you're with other people. Now it's not okay. Yeah, and th- that's the question. How much of this do you think is just the her being feeling left out of the, like you say, it used to be the three of them, now it's two of them. Is it being left out, or how much of it actually is a work issue of, hey, this isn't cool, the front desk is unattended, I got to get up and do stuff. You're thinking it's just all she's not happy that she's not included right now or being treated different. 
Yeah, whatever. I mean, she has to just think whatever was happening when it was the three of them, that's now just two. So she's been on the inside of And so she knows what's going on there. So that's the nice part is the people who have never been in on that, they're the ones who should be really concerned because they don't know what's happening in that inner circle. So at least she knows where it's at. What I think Jolene needs to do is make another inner office gang Ooh. of more people. Like with jean jackets like, and wristbands and stuff? Yes, that looks like they're having even more fun yeah. than this new group of coworker and boss. And try to flip the script on the coworker and boss and make them feel like, well, hang on. <laughs> that group looks way cooler than what we've got going on in here. We need to get involved in that. I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah, coworker crew, and then they put so, that on their little uh, their jackets, or they bedazzle their their sweaters, and it's just called so the coworker crew. Make sure nobody's exactly. doing their job. Yeah, yeah. Then nobody's doing anything, and it's perfect. And then don't report anything to any bosses. Right? Just be like, hey, nobody's working. Yeah. So does it matter? No. <laughs> no I mean, there's a, there's a lot of layers into that situation. I'm telling you. Hopefully that was helpful for for her is to realize that at this point, (laughs) just try to have more fun with it. I do think she does need to remember, though, that she was on the inside of that group once, so she knows what it's like, and she probably had left people out on the other side. So it is kind of that life lesson of, oh, maybe this isn't a great feeling and a great look when I was doing it. I wonder if they were all in the office when it was the three of them, if they all went to the office all the time and just kind of hung out together. And it didn't matter that there was somebody at the front desk. Or if that, like Slim said, it's different now because it's only two instead of three. Right. Yeah, the, the thing of the front desk being unattended, there's a couple different angles here, which a lot of people are saying, no matter what you do, just document everything. Just start documenting things. And after a while of documenting it, if you think, okay, this is a real problem that I need to take to somebody, or I'm just being petty. Mm. Like You'll you'll figure it out yeah. after you document it for a while because you'll realize... I don't really have enough document to take to a boss's boss and say, look what they're doing. But if you, you know, if you realize I'm kind of being petty, then you just have to move on. But a lot of people are saying, don't get up from your desk and go do her job. That's allowing her to keep doing it. If you're sitting there and someone shows up at the desk, yell back to her office or go to the boss and say, hey. There's someone at the front desk. That's exactly what I would do. Not my job. I would definitely go say, hey, someone's at the front desk, and then just leave it at that. So now the boss knows that she's not at the front desk if she hadn't put two and two together yet. And you're not doing, you're not, you know, enabling her to not work. Exactly. And then I would call all my friends and tell them to come to the front desk multiple times a day. (laughs) And everybody does say the same thing. As sad as it is, if you tell your boss's boss, somehow just be prepared. For the fact that you are the one that will end up in trouble or end up losing your job, most likely. Another another potential angle here is try to get back in with the boss on a higher level Mm -hmm. and become even a better option for the boss to hang out with. Gifts? What do you think? I'm thinking high gift, like high praise gifts, you know, maybe extra time. You just really have to bring it. Like, you can you can potentially edge this other person out and then really display dominance in the office place by taking that person's spot as head brown noser. Okay. Well, maybe maybe what you're talking about is what Hillbilly Seth was talking about and posted. Ex-wife did that a lot trying to get a promotion. 
except she forgot to turn her snap maps off, mm. so I'd see her tiny little emoji going into the boss's office all the time. Oh, no. Also, she didn't get promoted. All she got promoted to was divorce court. Oh. Oh, that's a different angle. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. You grind up a pill and you put it in. I think my mom always did honey. Oh. And then, you know, I'd eat a spoonful of honey. And- Kevin James. I see. Why didn't you put it in your baby food? Okay. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. Don't forget the Coyote Country app is absolutely free. It keeps you up to date on all kinds of things. And you can take us with you wherever you go. You can listen in the palm of your hand. How about that? Uh, that doesn't get much better than that, does it? No. Uh, guys, I was thinking about Cobra Kai the other day, and it's led me to start watching the Karate Kid movies. I got through the first one, and I loved it. I'm going to watch Karate Kid 2 today. That is on the agenda. Oh, wow. And Because I don't remember the Karate Kid 2 very well. And it's brought me so much joy, the stinking reboot of Karate Kid, that it got me thinking what else do i love what else do we need to fall in love with fuller house as cheesy as it is i've watched almost all of it and i love it and i'm just like we need these other shows to get reboots and so i just started thinking of shows that need to be redone and came up with my top five list of shows that need to be redone oh the definitive top five list uh this is a definitive top five list for now of reboots (laughs) that need to happen. Well, because, you know, there yeah. could be another show that all of a sudden I go, whoa, that one needs to move into the top five. Okay. But for right now, this is the top five shows that need to have reboots. We'll start with this. This one's kind of tricky, like the Karate Kid, where it's a movie that then turns into a TV series. The Dinner Club. It's a play on The Breakfast Club. Now, I know, Slim, you the did not like club. that movie, but could you get down with this concept? It's where they are now. Bender, the kid who was kind of the the rough kid there in the movie, he actually invented headphones that became hugely popular. Okay. Basically, oh, wow. basically beats by beats by Dre, but you know, beats by Bender. He, they're his own that he made. He became incredibly rich. He also married Ali Sheedy, who's in that movie. Oh, wow. The other girl who was kind of troubled. Those two got married. They're stinking rich. They live in this enormous house now, and it's about their life. But then the other characters who were really popular are just kind of normal people now. And it tells the story of all of them. The Dinner Club. The Dinner Club. I'm in on The Dinner Club. Okay. I mean, that would Great be drama, one that I would right? let you watch. I like it. Yeah, okay. I like your number five. I think I would probably watch the reboot. Number four. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay, now isn't this it one happening? What? I don't think so. They just did the reunion show, right? Hey, is that yes. what it was? Like a they reunion, did the reunion document- show where they all got or, together, yeah. Slim. I know, and I was excited that it was going to be that. But instead, it was just a reunion show where they all got together, and it was really cool, and people loved it, and it was just a reunion. But how about this? Aunt Viv, Uncle Phil, both have passed away. Oh. Which Uncle Phil did pass away in real life, which we, is why we kind of have to write that in. have to put that in, that in. Yeah. yeah. So they're gone. They have that enormous mansion. But in their will, they leave the house to Will Smith mm-hmm. and Charlton. Carlton, excuse me, not Charlton. <laughs> Carlton, who now have to move in there and live together with their families. 
I got you. Little side note, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and his son, Jaden Smith, and his daughter, Willow Smith, will all be in the movie. It'll be his real family acting as a family, and then Carlton will have a family, and they'll all live together. And it's called the stale, print, the stale Prince of Bel-Air, or it's the Less Fresh Prince. <laughs> I mean, if you, you got to have uh, a play on words somewhere in there, don't you? The Fresh Family of Bel-Air? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we have to work on a title, but it's, okay. it's the reboot. Kevin, it's- Bel-Air, TV reboot, brought to you by Will Smith and, I'm trying to see this other guy's name, Morgan Cooper. Apparently, it's in the works. <sighs> they are going to do one. Wow. Yep. Do you know if I'm on? Am I right with the, the concept that Bel Air is described as a dramatic house? take on the beloved 90s comedy series that catapulted Smith to stardom over six seasons? Oh, a dramatic uh, one. It's not, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't a reboot. Okay, I went sitcom, but I, I'm yeah, down I if it's. Too. No, but Kev, this might not be a reboot. One. This may, might be a Will Smith play off of it. I like your idea okay. a lot more than a, re, like a, a reimagining. Yeah. yeah, I like yours a lot more. It's got to be a reboot, not a spinoff, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you on that. Okay, that one could be very interesting. Here's the deal. Will Smith also had his hands in the Cobra Kai. Oh. Like, he's one of the, the – well, because they own the rights to it now because they bought it to redo the movie. And so Will Smith is part of Cobra Kai. So he, he's been magical in all the stuff he's done. Uh, this one? Number three. A reboot. Flintstones. I was wondering if you were going to try to do a cartoon and leave it as a cartoon, or if you're going to make it into like a real people, or what are you going to do there? Well, I'm kind of confused because I want to, I sort of want to get messed up with time travel. And like, it's just the Flintstones, Fred and Barney in today's time. Like, they're just, they're trying to live their caveman way in today's time. All I really care about is that it's right after school. Like, Every kid comes home, <laughs> right. and the Flintstones is on. That's what's missing in today's world. Is that you we can don't kill have a two birds, one stone, kid... bring back two. Have the Flintstones in the Jetsons. Oh, Slim. brilliant! Jetstones, Jetstones. So you get <laughs> Flintstones. You get two beloved franchises, Kev, with one Together. foul swoop. When the kids get home from school, I actually really enjoy what you're doing here. I mean, they're a really now, they... modern Stone Age family. <laughs> they read it DuckTales, and I wanted to hate it. They read it the cartoon DuckTales, which I loved uh-huh. growing up. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I'm okay. in on a reboot of the Flintstones, KJ. There was also uh, a 1987 movie called The Jetsons Meet the Flintstones. There was not. I just... I don't remember it. I don't either, yeah, but... It's in that era of, like, the Harlem Globetrotters meeting Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Everything, yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> The Globetrotters met everyone. They were awesome. Oh, man. Uh, okay, top two, guys. Here we go. Mitch is old and wise and now runs a lifeguard training academy <laughs> with an amazing group of young lifeguards keeping the beach safe. Hobie, his son, has started his own surfing business ah. and is a rebel and is his dad's biggest challenge daily as... Him and these surfboarders run wild on the beach, causing trouble. And his dad, Mitch, who is running the lifeguard training academy with all these amazing hot young lifeguards, which lots of drama there. We can make great sure, stories. Sure, of course. Mitch and Hobie are fighting because Mitch is trying to make Hobie listen 
but he's a grown man. But he won't now. listen. So it's the drama, it's the father son drama mixed in with Baywatch. <laughs> I actually See, feel that like, one I'm out on. <laughs> I actually feel like that is already a movie, but I feel Excuse like. Excuse yeah. me, what? Did you say you were out on that? Without, like, with, with 100% certainty. <laughs> but I'm still on, on two of the. Dude, I'm in on two of okay. the four right now. Which and I'm is pretty good batting. I'm big on having the real actors. That's the. I know they did the Baywatch movie, but that was, mm-hmm. you know, The Rock and Zac Efron, lovely combo. But I'm I'm big on all these shows having the real actors because I realized that's what made Cobra Kai so special was as many of the real actors as possible. Well, and Fuller and House. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's what makes it special is having them as many as you can come back. Sure. I just, finally, I never saw Baywatch, so it would do nothing for me to watch a reboot. Yeah, I think okay. that's fair because yeah, you're yeah, not as interested. It, yeah, that's yeah. Right. But great drama. If Mitch and his son could have that, you know, where oh, his there's son's drama the rebel, there for sure. They try to be that father son bond the whole time. Oh, powerful storylines. And finally, the greatest show ever, Friday Night Lights, needs a remake. But Coach Taylor <laughs> is retired. <laughs> he is retired. Julie and Matt are now the focus of the show because they're married. They have a family, and Matt Saracen has become a coach. And guess what? Old Eric Taylor, old Coach Taylor, can't keep his fingers out of things. Oh, that okay, guy. Kev, I, I love, that I love guy. this. <laughs> Gosh, just can't leave well enough alone. You're welcome, America. <laughs> uh.